What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? The Celtic Warriors, James. Wardlow here. Soda. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. I would love to have a drink with Wrestling on the Rocks. Maple syrup. Bye-bye. I will never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Well, then uh, we're going to say uh, cheers to Fans for Sports Network for bringing you another episode one right here in the Die Bar of the IWC. Yeah. I enjoyed good chunks of Raw. I did watch Raw on Hulu, which means that I also got to avoid certain chunks of Raw. And I'll tell you right now, looking at the results, I'm glad I saw what I saw. Drew McIntyre and Jey Uso. What do you think about all this? What do you think about what Drew's doing? So there's one wrestler here and there's another wrestler here. That's what I think about all of this. Drew's trying really hard, right? And it comes yep. off unnatural. I, I, every time I see something on Twitter with him, I just go, go to, go back to impact, go to TNA, go back to impact. I figure if people can bring CM Punk to WWE, then I can bring Drew to impact. He is a big fish in a pond of big fish. And that it leads to an ocean of whales. Like he needs to be a big fish in a small pond. Like it just, he's, it does, it's not, it, nothing works. Nothing works. And his ability, I actually feel like I can tell he cares. Like he, yes. he wants it, but he doesn't know how to try better. Right. Like, if you want to, if you're trying to, uh, uh, you know, put a square peg in a round hole, right, and and it doesn't work, do you jam it a hundred thousand times harder? You know what I mean? Like, no, you find a different way to do it. But he does the same thing, just more aggressively, just amplify, 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 instead of changing his technique. It just nothing translates, man. It just doesn't. He's That's a good point. I feel like there's part of him that just feels like he's already got it all mastered. He's got it all figured out. He knows he knows one way how to do it, so this should work. It's not working, yeah. Drew. Okay, I'll try harder. No, try different. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Um, that's funny. Digi says uh, Impact doesn't want him, and Digi says that's why he didn't get over an Impact. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, I think that, and I also, look, like you said, he's a big fish in a shark tank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people who came up and superseded his level. And yes, he was the top guy for a period of time where those guys were still figuring out how to do it. But then they got to his level, and then they all surpassed him all at once. And he has not gone up with them. And so he does feel like he does not belong in this main event scene or this yeah. top scene here. I really like Jimmy, or not Jimmy, I really like Jay saying he got yeet back, and he was really happy about that. It was funny. Uh but yeah, I and I didn't. I mean, I barely even watched the match. I had it on, but I, I thought honestly that Drew's promo in the beginning wasn't half bad. But I feel like he's trying really hard to um, to ride some waves. Let me get in on this. Let me get in on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. not that he deserves to be there, but he thinks he can shoehorn himself in there. Yep. It might work. We'll see. Um, this was one of those ones where I didn't hate his promo, but yeah, at the end of the day, I was like. 
I'm not feeling what you're doing though. You know? Yeah. Uh, Drew did win too. Let's see. What oh, and then Finney back head? afterwards. I don't care what his hair looks like. I'm just saying. Is there a chance? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, let me see what's going on in this. Why is my page doing this? Uh, Rhea Ripley, Maxine Dupree. Where's my backstage stuff? What's going on over here? Stupid. I don't have any of the backstage stuff here, so you have to just fucking deal with it. Um, Rhea Ripley and Maxine. Maxine is definitely not ready to be wrestling. No, and it's it was a quality squash match on the, the main roster where you have a talent who isn't ready, show that they have bits and pieces ready, but then you get out, right? Yes. Like that's that's what I saw. I was like, okay, little wind up, little wind up, little wind up. Oh, as soon as Ray takes control, Ray wins a match, cool. So I definitely um I, I don't necessarily agree with Dizzy saying she's most improved, um, but she's she's definitely an improved version of what she was. And that's cool. Again, back when Lana was going through tables, right? Like all, all I cared about at that moment was Lana looked better every time she wrestled that Carmelo thing. We just talked about 10%, nine, 12%, 9%. You know what I mean? How much yeah, better yeah, yeah. can she get week by week? So if Maxine is in this spot, because, okay, I'll give you a match. Uh, you know what I mean? So next time she wrestles, hopefully she looks better. She looked better than she did when she was doing the stuff with Sarah Logan. So, you know, keep it up. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what he's talking about most improved and like compared to who most improved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she is improved, maybe, but maybe in, in, in slang, she's most improved, you know, uh, yeah. most improved. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, let's see. I did not see Bronson Reed and Ivar, but I did see and I hate to bring this up so much, but CM Punk was out there again. This fucking guy, I can't get rid of him, and I'm not impressed by him. His whole promo was super self-serving. I didn't give a shit. Seth comes out. Oh, and, and Punk signs for Raw, and we're supposed to go like, oh, how fucking poetic. Oh, it's so poetic. I, okay, real quick. I find it hysterical. Um, he's in front of a SmackDown crowd, and should I sign with SmackDown? <laughs> he's in front of an NXT sign, and should I sign with NXT? In front of, should I sign with Raw? Dude, we're gonna watch every show anyway. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> and those guys who are at SmackDown, they will go to Raw when it's in their town. You just happen to be in their town when it's SmackDown. But the everyone who goes to SmackDown, they're not banned from going to Raw. <laughs> it was the funniest part. I love how the crowd goes, "No, go stay at SmackDown." Because if Raw comes to your town next, you're gonna be like, "Not going." I'm a SmackDown guy. You know exactly. You should um. <laughs> They would go to Raw going, damn it, I think I made him go to SmackDown. Why isn't CM Punk here? Oh, man, I think I made him go to SmackDown. No, like, it's so, boom, so dope. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Oh, we should have told him, we should tell him to go to SmackDown because they're coming to our town next. Go to SmackDown. Go to SmackDown. Here's the thing I was noticing also with CM Punk and his promo styles is he thinks he's John Cena and he's not John Cena. He thinks that by saying, what do you think, City? He's also, A, doing the exact things he used to do. Uh, criticize John Cena for doing and he's trying to do now thinking he's doing it on the same level but he's really not he's mm -hmm. very much not on that same level he's he's getting a lot of cheap pops without any kind of uh, forward motion storytelling or without any kind of sincerity that John Cena does get right um, and John Cena's always like because it's always been you and me it's always been the universe and me and he's always had that kind of gimmick that that relationship made sense Punk doesn't and he's trying to talk to them in a way that like he does it's really weird 
Um, but Seth comes out, and to me, this was the Seth Rollins promo we've been needing from him because this felt like to me. I've said it before that I think that Seth's biggest problem is his um, his insecurity that comes across on screen. He's afraid of saying and doing things that the crowd won't like. Even when he's a heel, the crowd needs to like him. And one of the things that let us go uh, backstage was the, um, uh, what was it, the 24-7 show or the 365 show um, yeah. they had on the network. And they did one where it was like WrestleMania, and it was um, the lead-up to WrestleMania 2, and it showed Seth Rollins backstage crying. And the crowd was not appreciating him. They were booing him. The Brock Lesnar was, match, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't know what to do about it, you know, and it shows, you know, him and Becky getting close to the back and that makes sense. But I remember thinking at that time, because I had been saying it and I was like, something's coming across disingenuous. And I think that it was his inability to to become vulnerable. And actually, if you go back to the very original episode one, four and a half years ago, that was one of the first topics we talked about is why doesn't Seth Rollins work when he should? Because he's one of us. He's our guy. He really is that one story that everyone tries to push that he doesn't try to push where he grew up loving this and needed to be this. And now he's done everything he can to be the best at this because of that. He doesn't want to open himself up to the crowd and become vulnerable to them. So he's always guarded in a way that doesn't allow us to go, Oh, he's one of us. You're like, Oh, he's just a guy, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wants to, yeah, he wants to, and I mean this in the, the better way, not the derogatory way. He wants to play wrestler. He wants yes. to be he wants to be a version of a wrestler like, yes, Austin says he was himself turned up to 11, um, but he wants to be Cactus Jack, not Mick Foley, like OG yeah. Cactus Jack. He wants to be mankind, not Mick Foley. Mankind. Yes. Yeah, not. And I mean, mankind with the with the brown suit on, not the suit and tie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's I, I agree with you 100 percent. The yes. lack of relatability is because he wants to be mankind, but mankind got super over when when he let the guard down and became more Mick Foley, right? Not until yeah. we got Mrs. Foley's baby boy did Mick Foley turn into a superstar, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. there, there is that there. And <laughs> fuck, fuck me for saying this one. There's a chance CM Punk can get him there. Yes. The anger in which that's here. Yeah. Exactly. To me, this has became amazing. And I will say as a quick side note, Digi says, uh, well, well, what is CM Punk's story so far? I got fired from one place. I came back to another that I hated. Um, yeah. But the fact without that hating it, though, without hating it, you know, and, and that's telling us why he doesn't hate it anymore. Yeah, right. Well, I've changed. Trust me, I don't have to go into it. What? <laughs> uh, you're not gaslighting me, are you? No, I would never. What? Um, you're not gaslighting me, are you? Am I the kind of guy who would gaslight you? Would you think I would? Wait, are you? What are you? Uh, <laughs> you gaslighting me while asking me? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm, my... if I think you're gaslighting me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I do feel like that a lot of CM Punk's presentation is very gaslighty and manipulative. And I think, yeah. and I, I think, and I hope that that's part of the, the play here because I do think that what Seth did here is Seth, I think really is coming from an honest place where he really doesn't like him yeah. and he can open up about that, but also do business. Right. And I feel like that he knows there's a contingent of fans like us, one of us who aren't into this guy and don't believe this guy and don't need him here. And Seth's able to be the voice of the voiceless and actually speak up on that contingent. So he's able to open himself up to what he truly believes 
and still feel like he's going to get that support from the crowd that he's afraid of losing at any given time, you know? Yeah. And I, I think though, like my, again, I said this on my show, Tito takes podcast that I, I don't want this for Seth. Cause I know what he has to suppress like he did with riddle to do what he needs. I mean, again, we're talking about actual company man and Seth Rollins. That's willing to do any and everything they ask him to. This guy has not a nice that when, when Seth Seth had to put his head down, to be able to look up and say, I hate you instantly because he's not a bad guy who wants to say stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? He he had to shed the, the look of CM Punk as a figure to be able to just turn up and go, I hate you and disconnect himself from that moment. Like that's incredible uh, sacrifice, selflessness that Seth Rollins is willing to do. And I particularly as a fan don't want to watch him do that. Like, I, I literally feel bad for him because at the end of the day, he doesn't win anything from this. He's like a top three, top four merch guy. He has fans singing his song in the arena all the time. What does he benefit from this? Additional T-shirt sales? He doesn't need a marquee match with CM Punk. He doesn't. And I do, like I said before, uh, anyone who's going into a program with, with Punk, I feel more bad for than happy for just because like you said i don't think it's an accident and i also don't think it's fair that every time someone comes through here that seth's got to be the guy right cody comes in and just demolishes him fucking like four to zero like broken in half and everything you know like now CM Punk comes in and so let's feed him Seth Rollins. Like it's not fair to Seth to be that guy. So I do think at the very least, at least Seth can say how he feels and make CM Punk take it on his chin. I also thought CM Punk is such a fake little bitch fucking. That was your one chance to say something with me without showing me my proper respect. I was like, fuck you dude. Seth, I think can fight. Well, and Um, here's, here's something that needs to come out that when, because I thought Seth Rollins was going to go there. And he should have. When he goes, this isn't your home. This is my mm-hmm. home. And while you're here in my home, you will address my wife as the man. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that line that CM Punk said, to be calling WWE his home, and now he's home, and now he's on Raw, Becky's show, yeah. the man, that, that should have come out. Because there's a layer here that it, it's tying the old with today, where CM Punk did have the stature, right? Me and you talk about it all the time. We go back and watch that stuff. CM Punk's got the crowd chanting from all this shit. We watch his matches. We don't get it, right? But he has it. People have chanted his name for 10 fucking years. Okay. Now, what is it going to be about? And to not take that, uh, I'm going to say take it away, but take it back from him. He shouldn't be able to hold that in his hands. It should go down mostly like it did on Monday night. I want to say there was was definitely a part where the CM... CM Punk chants cut out the singing of the song, but then there was a, a real uh, takeover the other way where the song cut out the CM Punk chants. So I'm like, okay, Seth isn't buried here because it would be gratuitous to bury his chance. Yeah. To get the chant and finish with the chant, cool. But there's nothing CM Punk is going to, I'm telling you, when he keeps saying best in the world, that's who you used to be. And I've never seen it. Who you are now, you are just not that. And in order for him to look like the best in the world, Seth has to do it for him. And that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. And I did think also, because CM Punk said it on SmackDown, he goes, 
uh, I don't have any, I don't have anything to say or any respect for Seth Rollins without saying Seth Rollins. He goes, not because he's his voice, because he's not even the man in his own household. And I was like, ooh, big tough, you ain't man enough, big balls guy, right? To like, oh, you're not the man in your house. So what am I, like, what a fucking insecure things to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and that's again, not not to bring society into it too much, but when you look at that, that turn of phrase was like World War II shit when there was single income households nowadays there's dual income households all the time um my wife makes more money than me and she has for the last 10 years is she the man of the house like what what are you talking about what are we talking about sure it's also fine if that's you know i mean yeah like that's what i mean yeah like yeah it's it's contrived it doesn't mean anything the and thankfully the gender pay gap is is shrinking year by year but at the end of the day, like, man of the house isn't a fucking thing. That type of ego is so stupid. Oh, good thing AJ Lee's not the, or AJ Mendez, whatever, is, isn't is the man of her house. Like, be it's proud of that. It's masculinity, too. Yeah. And that's the thing. For a dude who, like, AEW just had everyone going on and on about him because he was so trans rights and everything, to take a fucking blow like that at somebody, like, dude, that's, he's literally coming out there with, like, that toxic masculinity concept you know what i mean that frail ego of i have to be the man of the house well to your point the the cheap pop of it like yeah it's a it's a cheap i I tweet i I quote to it it was just like this isn't a bar man it's not a diss anymore it just isn't you know and it it would be if seth wasn't a champion if seth was (coughs) excuse me floundering and couldn't win a match and all this stuff it's like dude you're not the man at home you're not the man here you know like but he's on top also. Yeah. You know, You're coming after like, his title. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was so stupid. So I do feel like there was a, a grounds for Seth to have said something. You know what I mean? Um, and he well, didn't. That, and, and that bothered me that he, yeah, that bothered me that he picked up the microphone after Seth said something. Cause I thought honestly, and I don't mean this the way I have been shit on CM Punk. My favorite part of CM Punk so far was when he was standing there, not talking. Yeah, I felt it. I, I literally felt it. I was like, okay, he's absorbing this and he's taking to task things that he needs to hear, the things that he won't explain, right? He's hearing yeah. the things he needs to hear. And then he, he picks up a microphone and he ruins it by saying, basically, none of that is true. You will respect me otherwise. And that's not the case because everything says that was true. And a lot of us feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great uh, what Seth's doing. And I think that, um, yeah, I don't understand why people want CM Punk to win the Rumble. I don't understand why they want him to main event WrestleMania. Uh, but I guess that we could get there at some point. And I think that, like you said, this Punk story could get Seth. It could give Seth what he finally deserves. He could be one of us. Like, he could get the yeah. adulation far beyond the the song. And he could help him shed the part of the gimmick that is just too, too gimmick. You know what I mean? Because our biggest problem with him yeah. is he comes out the way that he does. Um, you had mentioned Dom losing his title for a specific reason. Uh, in two weeks, Dom versus CM Punk at the MSG Christmas show was mm-hmm. just announced. So I'm wondering if that's why CM Punk's going to beat Dom. No U.S. title or no North American title on the line. I'm wondering if that's why. Mm. That could be. Yeah. That could be. Uh, Bronson Reed versus Ivar was cut from the Hulu feed, but those two dudes are incredible and they're big, meaty men. So I'm sure it was great. Did you see it? Yeah, they slapped me. Yep, just two beef planets colliding. Um, they're both really good athletes. I don't remember the finish, um, you know, because they've been they've been fighting for a while. So, yeah, 
they're just so fucking good, both of them. Uh, let's see. Did you think that Seth and Punk is work shoot? Yep, yep. He goes, uh, hot take. CM Punk called himself voice of the voiceless. Rollins just go around will be that voice. I think so too. Uh, let's see. Our truth and the Creed Brothers brawl with Judgment Day. That was fine. How are you feeling about this Our uh, Truth Judgment Day thing? Yeah, well, it's over now. I mean, you know, Truth came out, tried to kick JD McDonough out. Um, you know, number one, they're calling it a clubhouse. That that takes Judgment Day from up here down to here. Hey, you can't call it a clubhouse. Like that's, I mean, that's little rascal stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. As soon as they called it a clubhouse, I was like, okay, so it's a gimmick now. Judgment Day is a gimmick, not a faction. So, like, that bothered me a lot. And it's been bothering me because then uh, the members of Judgment Day called it a clubhouse. And it's like, oh, yes. you're reinforcing it. Oh, yeah. I felt the same just, way. Oh, it, it bummed me out so much. So, but of course, I love everything R Truth does. And when he came out to kick JD McDonough out of the group, uh, I didn't think anything was going to happen. But it would have been so much better had they just pushed him away. The fact that Damian Priest beat him down and the Creed brothers came for the save, like, all right, you know. But uh, yeah. Truth, really, <laughs> so you watch the Hulu version, I don't know if they showed it, but Truth was carrying around a string of lights trying to decorate the clubhouse for Christmas. And just that idea is so funny. And then he said, man, y'all locked the front door and the back door. I couldn't get it to decorate. Yeah. It's like... Honestly, you should be using those lights on the outside anyway. But, um, you know, so everything he's doing, like, it just it hits in a fun way to break up what could feel like a monotonous show. But, yeah, it's it's over. So, I mean, yeah. maybe they'll do a three on three next week. I don't know. Yeah, probably they will. My Here's my big problem with our truth is he's amazing and he's hysterical, yeah. but he's been used a certain way for so long that by adding him to the story, it immediately turns this Judgment Day story into a mid card story at best. It, it right. like de-escalates them. It, like they were, they were the top faction, and now they're potentially a joke faction by adding our truth. And that's not trying to knock yeah. our truth. It's just the the way that they utilize it. Yeah, and I don't want to give WWE too credit, too much credit, but there's no way this was a long play just to get the creeds to be relatable because they're yeah. kind of flat. They're they're pretty vanilla, you know. But yes. them coming out for the save because they have the tag title opportunity, and then if they do a triple threat next week. Well, no, because I think the, the title match is next week, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> but if they did a triple threat, then you get more energy, more uh, entertainment value, more relatability. Um, but, you know. It might not have been a long play. Just... It could be the short play. It could be like, hey, we got to get the creeds more personality. Well, let's put them with our truth. He'll get something out of them. Yeah. And then maybe he, he helps. Maybe he helps any interference that would have happened with uh, Finn and Damien and the creeds win because our truth was there to neutralize judgment day yeah uh let's see kaden carter and katana chance defeated candace larry and indy hartwell uh this was also cut kaden and katana are great are candace and indy doing anything they look like they suffer from not wrestling enough together okay yeah yeah because they've i mean they've wrestled well together before but they just look, looked a little choppy and to that they weren't necessarily in the right places for kaden and katana either so, okay. but they did, they did look better in this match than they had before. They look faster, kept moving, yeah. kept, and you know how they do their tandem offense. They just go, 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 go. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, Candace and Indy, they're, um, they're kind of pushed to the wayside because DIY is getting the push and they kind of mm-hmm. just get to wrestle when they get a chance. All right. 
uh Nia Jax and Becky Lynch dude here was the promo that we've been waiting for about what this is all about and they really did say this is a five-year-old thing and they really really tried and Becky did an awesome job and Nia also had to talk (laughs) (laughs) and there's they didn't get me there that's for sure yeah Nia kept saying stuff and it just was not happening and it came off real dumb to me. Also, one of the best parts of the Becky story was that she did just flat out ignore Naya. Like the the part of the man's growth was also the I'm you're beneath me to go Mm -hmm. back for. You know what I mean? Like you're lesser than, and she always was. Naya was always so much far below Becky as Becky's rise was that it would have been stepped down for her to go after Naya. The fact that she's now like, yeah, I'm ready to go after you. It's kind of like, oh, why? I, you know, from a character standpoint, nice setting, right? Yeah. But and then for her to be all like, oh, you did this and you said this, but then I did that and then I did that. Yeah, yeah, that was the point. Was that the story was that you did all that without having yeah. to 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 tell someone you did that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like you were being about it, you weren't talking about it, right? And so for yeah. Becky to take these steps backwards and these steps down to get her revenge on Naya. I'm still not feeling the sense of it all. Well, and that's the thing. No, I mean, I don't want to say nobody. I always thought it was too much of the narrative that that was the night that made the man right. Came on here on episode one Mm -hmm. and said, no, the man was building before that. Anyway, the man was going to get to another level. Um, The iconic picture happens because of Naya, but that's it. It's not even and and the fact that commentary says it's the night that solidifies a man. That's what gives you the story that they're going into. So we just have to go on this story that we know isn't true. You know what I mean? So, which is tough because I mean, we're watching a show that isn't true. So, but we know for a fact, at least in the history of the character of the man, that what they're telling isn't true. We've actually seen this story before. So I hear you. And I do appreciate the one thing I did appreciate from Nia was at the end where she was said, "Um, I actually don't need this. You do, you know, putting it on Becky to eradicate the myth that this is what happened. So, um, that was the strongest point for Naya. I think Naya and Charlotte have a similar thing. This is how we teach you to promo. So you promo talk this way, no matter what, where someone like Becky can bring in her natural voice when it comes to talking to get the point across. You know, it's like when, uh, you know, actors talk about reading scripts. It's like, oh, if I change one word, uh, the script writer gets mad. And then there's other actors that go, I'm going to change a word because this isn't how people talk. You know what I mean? So like yeah. Naya has a cadence that people don't talk that way. Yep. And it, that cadence doesn't change because it's as if they told her, hey, when you when you promo, talk this way. So she just always talks that way. Kind of like MJF. He's got that cadence that people yeah. talk like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was really bummed by by that. that we're we're going to keep going through the Naya thing. And Becky's so good. She, I mean, talk about heavy lifting, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had the Miz and DIY defeating Imperium, and that can just straight up go fuck itself. Uh, Cody, Rhodes. I, I hate it. Was real quick, I just hate that I was right that the best use of Johnny was in DIY, and I hate all right. We all knew that you were going to be right when you said it's a complete waste of Tommaso Ciampa because Ciampa has zero aura of that NXT Blackheart Ciampa, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That was like so fucking gritty. There's no more gritty. And that's nope. that's a bummer for a guy like Ciampa. Yeah, this was the only way they could make Johnny Gargano palatable. Yep. And it was at the literal detriment to 
everyone else involved. We have to surround him with people who we can drag down to his level to make him the shittiest dish that I'm willing to eat. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like a microwavable Salisbury steak. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just a hamburger patty with gravy on it. And it's like instant gravy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yep. I do. I, I'm not, like, I don't I'll disagree to answer this. <laughs> I don't disagree. I will eat it, but I'm looking at those carrots like I don't know if those are actually carrots because they're mushy in a way that carrots don't typically get. You know what I mean? But I'm going to eat it because I can't afford anything right now. And that's Gargano on the main roster. And he's turned everyone else into the instant mashed potatoes and the weird lava brownie that's just sweet enough to not care that it's right. not fucking good. That's why I always like that. The warm apple. That yeah, was- yeah. The microwavable apples. Just yeah. the best you can do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Shinsuke Nakamura via disqualification because... Um, Shinsuke spittled up in Cody's face face. Yep. Yep. After after a really solid match. It was a pretty good match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were working really well together. I was like, yeah. I like this. And then yeah. he just spittled up into his open mouth. Because oh, <laughs> Cody just takes it all in. All the love. Oh, yeah. The mist. No. America. No. When, it's coming, when it's coming on his face, he stands dead center and takes it all. He just takes it all, dude. Hands to his side. You know what I mean? (laughs) This is like Bruce Almighty taking his clothes off. Yeah, just boom. I'm ready. He ski slopes that shit. Just fucking... (laughs) What? Well, you wake up and now you're mad. There's context here. (laughs) You're only hearing one side. <laughs> there really is a context. <laughs> I feel like you're missing a lot of the context here. You didn't even watch Raw, so I want to hear Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke. <laughs> what? Recording. Uh, and then the Creed brothers came out to save Cody Rhodes. So do you think we get the Creed's Cody and our truth in a war games match. Ooh. Uh, we could drag this out another year, dude. We we could. We could. <laughs> I don't think it happens. <laughs> Triple H loves to drag out shit forever. Yeah, look at the Johnny Chompa feud, right? God damn. Uh, I mean, Cole, that, was... that Adam Cole shit went way too long, too. His entire career's gone way too long. <laughs> but I will say is I was surprised that Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke closed the show. That was the main event. That's how much star power Cody yields that his match was the main event. See, I'm looking at other matches and like, not a lot of matches, dude. There wasn't very many matches. I mean, three hour show, you had four matches. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Well, yeah, there's not much here, uh, but it was fun. What I saw, yeah. like I said, Drew's doing better than he was. He just does not connect. And I think that he is, um, he's outmatched. Uh, and a lot well, of no, these guys are four matches. It's Drew and Jay, Cody and Shinsuke. Um, Imperium doesn't count. Why? Because fucking Gargano, dude. 
You had Caden yeah, Katana. Happened. Right. Bronson and Ivar. Oh, and then Rhea Maxine. Yeah. You're going to call that a match? You're going to call that a match? <laughs> well, I mean, it's introductions and bell rings, man. Those are matches. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you remember that match with, uh, was it Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin? When he said, I'll out-wrestle you? Yeah. Rang the bell. He came out in his headgear, kicked him in the nuts. So good. That's a match, bro. It's a match. Such a good match. Dude, on WWE.com, it says Shinsuke Nakamura brings a premature end to his show now. It's American. That's what we said. Premature. Oh, <laughs> yep. yep. Said it. Sure? <laughs> See? I'm not far off. WWE.com wrote it. Wrote about it's like it. a 14-minute match, and then it ended. You know what I mean? Like It definitely wasn't premature. <laughs> yeah, that's half of an Iron Survivor match. Right. Right. That's Honestly, it's a proper ending. For DQ, yeah. like the match was. was over afterwards. How's it premature? How does it end before it can? It ended on a DQ. That's, yeah, and then it wouldn't end, man. That's it. <laughs> uh, oh man. But yeah, I was raw. I mean, I didn't like I said, I didn't have a ton about raw in general because it was just kind of it was a lot of promo stuff that had me engaged. Uh, and yeah, I'm feeling Seth on a new level. I think, like you said, as much as it is painful to admit, I think Seth. I think Punk's going to get the best that we've ever gotten out of Seth, and I think it has nothing to do with Punk. I think it has everything to do with Seth stepping out of his comfort zone in a way that he's never felt comfortable doing before that's going to allow us as fans to fully embrace the vision. Yeah, there's there's a chance because everyone else was coordinating together to do a thing where with Seth now he gets to step out of the character and go, no, like on some real shit, you're a dick, you fucked everything up. And I am what you thought you were, you yeah. know, and and I'm going to prove it to you and everyone else here. So him being able to do that, because like, again, his amazing stuff he did with Roman leading up to day one <clears throat> and even the match at day one. Right. Like all that stuff was fucking incredible, but it was still character work that was relatable for one moment. Dude, um, the way he said, I'm going to wrestle circles around you. Yeah, that's yeah. an inside thing. Oh, yeah. That was not, I'm going to beat you in a match. That's not going to, I'm going to get the one, two, three, however it takes. I'm walking away that W. That was, I'm going to do the literal thing that you think you're best at better than you in a way yeah. that exposes you as not being as good at your thing that you think you're so good at. And they're going to notice that's how good I am. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's what I'm waiting for. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. Oh, here's actually, fuck it, since we're, you know, winding it up here. Um, one thing that popped in my head when you had mentioned CM Punk in the Royal Rumble. Do you think he makes it to WrestleMania or do you think he gets injured? Ooh, I've been thinking about that. And I'll tell you, I've got my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging that dude to go for a moonsault. You know what I mean? Like, you can do a moonsault, Punk. You can do it. Yeah. Let's let's just say we're gearing up to the ballot. Which way are you leaning? Yeah. <laughs> Those fingers crossed, huh? Which way are you leaning? Or I think I can tell. <laughs> I think I know which way you're voting, buddy. <laughs> I just think that it would be so fucking poetic if his whole story is about how he has to make him at WrestleMania and he signed a two or three year contract and every year on the year two on the road to WrestleMania, he injures himself and he's out for WrestleMania altogether. Mm -hmm. Like what if he's come back from this last run? That's the other thing that Seth said. This is makes me wonder sometimes people listen, right? I said it on episode one. And I said it on Medusa's podcast, Paving the Way, YouTube.com slash Queen of Carnage. Check it out every week. Me and Medusa, 
the queen of carnage. We chop it up about all sorts of stuff. And I said, not a punk guy. I said that to her because she's a punk guy. She loves the guy. Uh, she talks to him still and everything. They're friendly. And I said, he's just not my guy. And I was trying to be as like nice as because here we could be a little rough, gruff because we're the dive bar, dude. And we're just fucking right. drunk online. Any wrestler who pops in here and sees us and takes it too seriously, dude, you're taking it too seriously, dude. Like it's not that right. serious. We're just we're chopping them about what we see, what we hear. We 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 clearly don't know anything, right? And That's I told true. her on her show, and I said, my feeling is that this is his last chance, and he knows it. And she said, absolutely, this is his last chance. And I was like, he's he knows he's got nowhere else to go, and this is his last opportunity to be the thing that his fans have always believed him to be that he spent the last two years kind of destroying the fact that Seth was able to call him back on uh, like in that exact way. We all know this is your last chance. Like this is it for you. Also like, fuck Seth is listening and he's getting it. That's that voice of the voiceless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because here I was on a podcast of someone saying he's amazing. He's incredible. This is going to be great. And then I'm over there being like, look, I know I'm in the minority here, but I feel like this is his last chance for Seth to take that that kind of falls into what Digi was saying before Seth is going to start talking on behalf of us. who just don't buy into the punk hype. Yeah. You know? No, I said it on my CM Punk episode two on a, uh, uh, that's an also not akin to episode one episode. Also uh, mm-hmm. my CM Punk episode. I said it like this. See if it takes podcast. Uh, I said it like he's going to be punk company, man to think that he can do what he did in a WWE. It's not going to happen. Like, it just won't happen because he has to be company man. Because if he doesn't, he literally has nothing else. He failed at MMA. Um, he, he's not bad as an actor. I mean, he's no, he's not going to burn burn down any doors, you know, right into Hollywood. But what he does in acting, it's not, you know, horrendous. We've definitely seen worse. Um, but he's got, he's got nothing left, you know. And when yeah. it comes to his particular identity, um, it's wrestling. It's the crowds cheering for him. And if he fucks this up, the crowds aren't going to cheer anymore. But if he doesn't he will become immortal he his legacy will be cemented and and seth said that too like this is your legacy like so i I think he listens to the terrible wrestling takes podcast shout out to seth rollins um yeah you know yeah good dude yeah it's it is his it is his last opportunity and i'm glad that i saw it right from the beginning you did as well because we're not just we're not just shills you know we we like to watch what's good but you got to earn it you got to earn it you can't just tell me it's good I got to yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, we're just a couple of drunks online and uh, just drinking and talking wrestling. And it's not, not all that serious all the time. And this is just kind of our, uh, our space to do that uh, and get it out there. And, and, you know, like, yeah, if I, I mean, I turned it down the opportunity to meet punk this past year, but if I were to run into him somewhere, I'm probably not going to scoff and walk away. I'll be nice. You know what I mean? Like I don't legitimately have, be for all the same time if you try to throw a fist i'll be his ass i'll kick the shit out of him he's not a fighter <laughs> yeah i mean if there was an, although i did do that to an... naya when i saw naya in person i went Ugh, i walked away <laughs> oh, we well, had to walk Never. like around right that's a yeah, yeah. planet you had to get past um no uh i mean if we're in a situation you know you walk up and there's two couples that walk up you know and there's one here one there one here one there and two people talk to each other and it's up to them to introduce in a way like I would literally wait this for him to say, Hey man, I'm Phil or Hey, I'm CM. Like, cause I wouldn't introduce myself. I wouldn't do that because I've literally never heard anything authentic from him that yeah. would make him want to be someone I'd have a conversation with. No, I wouldn't sit down and talk with him. No, 
but yeah, I don't know, man. I would with Seth. <laughs> so it's what it is. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about this aspect of it that we're getting. But uh, overall, SmackDown and Raw were fun. Deadline was a fucking good show. Uh, and I just want more things that I can kind of latch onto and and look at, focus at. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you want to tell people where they can find you? I think they have no idea, but I'm ready for last yeah. call. TWTakesPodcast.com for all audio platforms. Interact with me at TWTakesPodcast on Twitter. Other than that, brother, I'll be around. You need me through the rest of the year. You got me. So, um, yeah, man, yeah, I'll be dude, back. Get ready for the boozies. We're going to have the boozies this year. LA Knight is going to sweep it. Even the, the performer the you want to see less of. <laughs> That's going to be Max Dupree. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Fucking spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh guys you can find us at fans first sports network you can find us at wrestling on the rocks.com you can find us on many a social media at wrestling on the rocks uh i think x is still looming about at wotr the show um my venmo is at ref marsh and that's the important one because that's where you can tip me buy me a drink and uh keep keep the funds going uh we like keep the funds all night long right uh but also wrestling rocks.com slash shop you can get some official merch uh i designed all of it so if you don't like a design uh aside of that well we're gonna be open tomorrow night uh right here in the die bar vwc for a brand new episode one with digi and maybe amanda we'll see what happens she wasn't there last week that was a surprise to all of us so keep it coming guys that's that's cool cheers producer lady here thanks for tuning in Continue to support and buy us a drink by putting the I in subscribe and reviewing our podcast. And cheers to Fans First Sports Network for keeping the dive bar lights on. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.